Why are you allowed to have human human weaknesses? You know, like eating and drinking and breathing. Oh my god. I don't know. You'd think science would have solved all that by now. <laughs> yeah, I wish. Uh, I'd have a cybernetic back at this point. <laughs> I am John, Whoopi impersonator and a Ladrin warlock with the Warriors of the Stars. Along came Jason, my bearded friend. Fabulous secret ideas revealed to me the day he came to my house and said, I want to make a podcast! Only two others share this secret. I have Chris Visions, I like walks on the beach, sunsets, poodles. What's up everybody? Morphin time. Hi, I'm Rick Remender. Rob. Artist. Hey everybody, how are you doing? Hey, I'm Mr. Priscilla. Hi, this is Ashley Eckstein, voice of Ahsoka Tano. Robbie Amell! What's up, guys? Today I have special guest, Mike Selinker. You do indeed. We're working on Black Science. Bob McLeod, creator of the New Mutants. I've been working for Marvel and DC Comics for the last 40 years. Brian Herbert. About a year ago, I've got a, a Twitter site. I couldn't get my own name. Somebody took my name. <laughs> And we have special guest, Gus Lopez. Oh, hey guys, I'm thrilled to be on. Robin Hobb is here! Working on a trilogy called The Fits and the Fool. Livio Raimondelli. Appreciate it. I'm, I'm a big Transformers fan, G1 fan myself. Together we started talking about toys, comics, games, and movies on the Super Awesome Geek Show! Hello, everybody out there in listening land. It's another episode of the Super Awesome Geek Show, and I'm with Rob tonight. Hey, Rob. Hey, how's it going? Good, good. How have you been? I've been all right. Uh, you know, staying busy. That's good, that's good. It's been a couple weeks since we've chatted. Yeah, it, it has been. Um, been uh, geeking out a lot about on uh, an old uh, old love of mine, wrestling. I, I love me some uh, some pro wrestling. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the the <laughs> I think it was a, a week before last was Royal Rumble, which is one of the big uh, one of the big events of the year for the WWE. Um, and then uh, got to uh, yesterday go to downtown Seattle and catch uh, a show for uh, for uh, an up and coming local federation called Defy. And uh, they've been getting some na- like some big national folks in as well, and it was insane. It was amazing, and I've been to a lot of shows. I've been to a lot of like n- like big national company shows, you know, WCW, you know, WWE, uh, you know, so on and so forth. And uh, damn, if this didn't kick the ass out of pretty much all of them, <laughs> I, well. it, it was really good. Uh, do they? Do they? Um, I gotta ask because I haven't seen it in a long time. Do they still have characters, or oh yeah, of are course. they pretty much kind of their own thing now? Like, because I mean, like back in the day, you know, you had the Iron Sheik, you had Rowdy Roddy Piper, you had the Hulk Hogan. They were kind of like characters in their own right. Sure, sure. And you know? I met Andre the Giant. That's right. Yo. You met Andre the Giant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, one of the old greats. Yeah. Uh, no. I, well, here's the thing, right? Yes, they're absolutely. 
uh, you know, characters larger than life. Uh, and but here's the thing, right? Even if uh, these folks are, are portraying portraying so-called you know normal people or or themselves, it's still a character. I you guess know, you're right. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. still you know a a larger than life version of themselves or. You know, I mean, hey, most of the guys who, who uh, or most of the folks who wrestle, you know, don't wrestle under their real names. Yeah. Still, you know? yeah. So, so. Well, I was going to uh, say, it's it's kind of the same thing. Like, when you go see an actor at a Comic-Con, they're mm-hmm. still, they still prepare before they go on. Because, in a sense, them standing in front of an audience is a character. Sure. Because I remember sure. when I met, I met Will Wheaton in the hallway at one of the Emerald City Comic-Cons. And we chatted for like a minute or two, but then he said, to, he just said directly to me, he goes, listen, dude, he goes, I don't want to cut you off, but I got to, I got, I'm going on in like five minutes and I got to get into character. He's like, I got to focus and get my mindset and be mm-hmm. like in the, the onstage character, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. And that struck me weird at first. I was like, what are you telling us that you're not genuinely who you really are? That like, when you stand in front of us in public, you're putting on a show. So we're not getting the real Will Wheaton. We're getting another character of yours. But it, but then after I thought about it for a couple of years, I was like, no. All he means is that he's got to prepare his mind to be ready to talk in front of people. Just like anyone mm-hmm. else who does public speaking. You, you can't mm-hmm. – you know what I mean? you got to just sort of like oh, yeah. get yourself ready for it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and you are portraying – a character on stage. I mean, the, the, the you know, you, you, uh, whether it is, you know, giving a speech, you know, like, like most people in their, in, you know, the, their regular lives aren't going to talk the same way, you know, as if they're giving a speech in front of people, you know, exactly. I mean, That's the, what there's, I mean. there's, yeah. yeah, there, there's an absolute difference. And, and with, with folks like Will Wheaton, I think that, you know, that they have a public persona, uh, a way that they're kind of expected to behave based on, on you know the work that they've done. So, so, so I totally get the idea of, of that. You know, as as something that you sort of have to slip into. It's it's yeah. you, but it's not you. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like the brand version of you. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. And, I, and I think it's the same way with a lot of wrestlers, depending on what their gimmick is. You know, and and again, even if you, even if you. Uh, you know, are portraying a so-called normal person, you still have a gimmick of, of some sort, you know, that, that, yeah. that is your character. Maybe that's more um, what I meant. Like, do, do they still have a gimmick? Like, you know, like the guys oh, yeah. in the past, they had that, the Iron Sheik, he always wore that, that the headdress, yeah. and everything, you know, and, 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 and Roddy Piper with his kit, uh, his kilt and his, oh. yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. I'm sure he didn't it, wear that kilt 24 seven. Did he? <laughs> well, I don't probably know. Not. Did he? <laughs> well, you know, not he. He wasn't wearing it in They Live, so that's prob- true. probably that's not. True. Yeah, oh, you're right. If speaking of of the Iron Sheik, if you want somebody just amazing to follow on Twitter, follow the Iron Sheik. That dude is a like no holds barred, like just <laughs> 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 he, he's hilarious. Um, it, it's been a while since I've since I've. Uh, looked into to any of his threads, but dude was, was like hilarious. Um, That's cool. Look awesome. But yeah, yeah. I, I, I love wrestling. Uh, I'm just a big ass wrestling geek. have been since I was a kid. Um, and then it's just cool. that got to indulge in that. My, my, my sister, uh, bless her, 
uh, awesome uh, soul there. Uh, got uh, uh, a bunch of us uh, tickets for Christmas. So Rach and I and uh, my brother. Um, and uh, he couldn't make it, but but uh, you know it was just like a nice group of us, and, and it was just so much fun. It was it's a great great uh, uh, just a federation event. You know, it's I I was really impressed, uh, and I'm definitely going back for more. That's cool. I'm glad you had a lot of fun. That sounds awesome. Yeah, for yeah, sure. I think uh, like you remember they used to have like all these old action figures, right? Oh, yeah. Do you have even them? back to? <laughs> You know, like the old Jack specific ones. Were they Jacks back in like the eighties? Well, I see the, those ones. I don't know if those were Jacks back then, you know, now that I think about it and they, they're, they weren't really action figures so much as hard plastic statues that really hurt to get bonked in the head with. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, no, cause see like, um, I, I mean, I've already sold him, so I don't, I don't have it to grab, put it in my hand. But who was his name? Hacksaw, right? Oh yeah, Hacksaw yeah. Jim Duggan. Yeah, Hacksaw yes. Duggan, right? Duggan Duggan. Um, I found yeah. an action figure from like 1982 of him, mm-hmm. and I had, and he had posable legs and arms. You know, he was like a five POA action figure, but probably <laughs> about five inches tall. And uh, mm-hmm. he, when I put him up on eBay, he went for like twenty bucks. So it was, it was, I mean, I, so I know they had him in the early '80s, but I, I don't recall oh, yeah. what company it was. You know, I was thrilled to find him at a thrift store. I was like, "Whoa, check this out! It's an old <laughs> wrestling guy." I knew he was. Ha- I was like, "I think this is Hacksaw." And then when I went home, I was like, "Oh yeah, there it is." <laughs> yeah, you know, I remember those. Um from when I was a kid and one of my buddies was a, he, he was a huge wrestling nut and, and he was, uh, probably the guy who got me most excited about, uh, about pro wrestling. <laughs> he had a bunch of those. I never had any of the action figures, um, for, for wrestling just cause, uh, honestly, the, there were other things I was more interested in for action figures. <laughs> yeah, you, you were getting like, giant robots. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And see, I'm looking here at the at some of these ones that uh, that I recall from from back in the day, and they were just they were basically just rubber. I mean, they, they had no articulation at <clears> all. <throat> um, and and these were probably from the the early to mid '80s. Yeah, uh, I do remember those as well. I know what you're talking about with those. Yeah, and they even they even also had. Do you remember the thumb wrestler guys that you'd stick your thumb up their butt and they'd have the, the two legs sticking out and the two arms? <laughs> they had. I remember they had Hulk Hogan and Roddy Piper thumb wrestler guys. Oh wow! They were made out of rubber. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, the figs that you're talking about were from like the '90s because the '80s ones were those. Yeah, hard plastic. You know, I, I mean, I could be wrong because he's sold already, but I could have yeah. swore it was 82, but I, I could be. It could, it, it could have been 92, and I just am mixing it up because, like I said, I don't those, have it in my hand anymore, you know? And I think that those ones were Hasbro. Like like the, the when they actually got articulation. Um, the uh, The early hard rubber ones were LJN. LJN, yes, there you go. I remember LJN, yeah. Um, but but I couldn't tell you uh, when that transition happened 
you know, uh, between LJN and then Jack Specific, which had it for ages. Uh, and, but I think it was Hasbro in in the intermediary. But you know, don't quote me. I'm I'm just kind of pulling this out of my ass. Yeah, <laughs> he had like a green tank top and some camouflage um, pants on the on the toy that I had. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure it's nothing that a Google search can't uh, can't dig up. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna do it right now, but you know. So it was somewhere in the 80s or 90s. I mean, it could have been 92, and I'm just thinking wrong. You know, who knows? Oh, it's it's <laughs> that neither of us is especially expert about, <laughs> right? Yeah. Someone <laughs> listening, you, you send us the little message. Whoever's listening out there, they could be like, "Oh yeah, it was this guy, this this series." You know. <laughs> But I know he had a green tank top and he was wearing camouflage pants and he had the brown boots. Yeah. So, hey, Christina, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing all right. So what's been up lately? Um, Just doing my, uh, you know. Yeah, your uh, food thing. My workout plan of food thing, I'm down almost nine inches, so... That's incredible. I have not, hey. I have not weighed in yet. Uh, I will weigh in next week, so next Sunday I will have a... For phase one, I, so I've been uh, 20 days now, so I've got 60 more to go. Wow. So we'll see what I look like at the end of uh, 60 more days. I think you're going to disappear if you keep going at this rate, because <laughs> the last time I saw you in person... I just, I'm like, you weren't bad. What's wrong? You know? <laughs> so like, if I'm trying to imagine you with nine inches less than what I saw you last and I'm like, uh, <laughs> it's going to be awful well, thin. <laughs> how do they measure that nine inches? Okay. Though? Nine I, inches. Like... It, that includes my waist, my hips, my legs and across my chest. I didn't measure my arms. So I'm probably more than that, but, um, well, oh, so, arms, so, so it's not just probably go up because my bicep curls were like 17s. So um, I see. So it's not like nine inches around your waist. It's, it's right included now. all those places. I see. It's about almost four around my waist. It's like three and a half. Yeah. Wow. That's a really impressive. It is. It's good. Yeah. Cool. But that, that's basically me work out, eat, you know, eat a million times a day. It's, it's funny. You think about it. People are like, no, you eat three meals a day and you don't snag it. But if you eat small meals and you know, the types of food that you eat, like a lot of people are like, Oh yeah, I know you guys should eat vegetables. So I'm just going to eat them all right now. Well, your body's only going to absorb so much. Yeah. Uh, you're like that. You're like grazing all day. In yeah, well, mm-hmm. yeah, but it's specific things, and I have to eat them in a specific order and specific groupings and specific time to part. And, um, and I, you know what? I'm I'm not hungry. Well, that's good. Except maybe now when I kind of want some of the food that I saw <laughs> before, so I had to turn off the TV. I was like, ah, okay, turn off the TV. And then I and then didn't you tell me you started watching House? I did, and I am, um, because I love medical shows, I have found out, so I've watched (laughs) Grey's Anatomy enough times, and the last episode was just so good, and I'm watching The Good Doctor about that doctor with autism. Yeah, I've seen that. Um, I love that one, and then I watched some other medical ones, um, old ones, so I'm like, you know what, everybody's always talked about house, let's just jump on the house bandwagon, so... um, I started that, and uh, I find him interesting, rude, but interesting. It's like 
he takes the person, you know, the caring about the patient, like being invested in them. And he just looks at it as a puzzle he can solve. And that's how he solves it. But you're just like, well, that makes him good. But dude, you know, so I'm wait- waiting for some character to development happen here. Like, more like good ish. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, like, He's, I don't know, I don't know. He's, he's cool. And and then I saw the solo uh, preview. Way, hey, yes. Oh yeah, yeah. That that is really good. I, I like. I did you watch the solo trailer yet, Rob? No, I haven't. They just they just put it up a little bit about an hour ago. Oh, nice, nice. No, the only ones I've seen recently are the new Black Panther one and the Ant Man and the Wasp one, which yeah. is really cool. The Ant Man and the Wasp one looks great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I was blown away though, because like, so get this: one hour at, at the sixty-minute mark, the solo Star Wars story trailer had one point two million views <laughs> on YouTube. <laughs> I was like, "What?" <laughs> it's like crazy how like it can get a million views that fast, you know? <laughs> but yeah, I, I I liked the um. The Ant-Man and the Wasp one really looks good. Uh, yes. The other one mm-hmm. I think that looks incredible is Mortal Engines. Have you seen that one yet, Rob? That sounds really familiar. I think I think I saw something about that, but it's it's kind of slipping my mind right it's now. It's like the they look like cities that are traveling across the land and they latch on oh. to some girl's, like her little vehicle that she has, they latch onto it, drag her inside of this yes. giant like mech like city thing that's crawling around oh, yeah i have that no idea amazing. what it's about i don't know what it's about but boy those graphics and that stuff looked great <laughs> yeah yeah it totally sold me you know definitely and then what are you um, thinking since we're on trailers right now and christina and i kind of talked to death on this last week but i want to get one other one on you rob what do you think of hmm. the battle angel stuff you know i'm optimistic i think at the, this point uh it's something that james cameron has literally been trying to do for for 25 years now uh he's not directing it i believe but he is producing it uh so so with and and he absolutely loves gunham you know uh which which you know was brought to the states as battle angel alita yeah uh, that, that is like like one of his absolute favorite properties he's you know and and I, and I think that he'll be a good caretaker of it the um action looks amazing the the settings look pretty amazing her eyes still freak me out every time i see <laughs> uh every time i see them it, it's just it's weird uh but it, it's 100 percent fitting with the manga so i can't really you know complain it's just it's weird it's off-putting it's just disconcerting <laughs> Um, that that so, whole uncanny valley thing, just like ooh, because I know a lot of people out there. You know, I mean, I didn't see every single thing of Battle Angel, but I do remember it growing up, and I know you probably, of course, saw it growing up and everything. You know, because um, I mean, it seems like it's been going for ever. I mean, it just. I can't. I mean, when did it start? Because I can't remember a time when there wasn't a Battle Angel Alita around. But I could be. Eighties, I want to say. Yeah, right. It had to be right. But I don't know how much. I don't know if it's still currently 
going though. I mean, oh, uh, I no, thought... yeah, I'm not. I don't know if it is either. I don't think it is either. But I'm just saying, was... like growing up, I remember it always being around, and I'd catch yeah. them every now and then. I never watched mm-hmm. it faithfully, but I ca- caught it every once in a while. And then if I saw something at the video store where I was like, "Oh, they got some episodes of Battle Angel. I'm going to watch that," you know, and I so I'd rent it at the video store or something and catch it and catch the ones that they had. And but um, I don't recall ever seeing like an origin story that's quite what I'm getting the impression of from the trailers. So do you, I wanted to find out from you, cause I figured you might know more about this. Like do, to you, is it matching? Is the trailers sort of getting the impression to you that it's going to match the, the manga and the anime or nothing well enough. Uh, okay. it, it seems to be the, like the settings uh, or, or the setting seems to be pretty dead on. Because uh, from because like from my perspective, when I was first introduced to her, and maybe it's just the way they introduced him to us in the states, or it's mm-hmm. just me coming in at a later spot and not realizing there was stuff before it. But my perspective was when I first saw her, she was already the battle angel, and she was just kicking everybody's ass. Whereas in the previews, it makes it look like I'm going to see who builds her. And who makes her up like work and everything, and then it's like a true, real origin story. You know what I mean? No, because yeah, because like I felt like I felt like you had to learn that stuff later on down the road. They did like flashbacks, and you then you figured out her origin. But when you when I first got into it, it was like she was already the the kicking kick ass girl that she becomes. You know what I mean? And then later on, you went back and found out, oh, this is how she was created and what happened. But that Uh, could just be because. Like I said, I saw it in pieces, not in the correct order, maybe, you know? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I remember her, you know, getting discovered and, and so on and so forth. I mean, she, she starts off without her memory, and she's all, like, kind of mangled up and, and whatnot, and she's discovered and, and kind of repaired and fixed up. Uh, and then, and then kind of uh, goes from there, yeah. Okay, okay. Well, because she she knows like this particular martial art yeah. that she remembers um and ultimately you know uses that knowledge to to become a uh like a bounty hunter essentially but but uh, it, it does you know build her you know up from from scrap basically right i mean uh uh so so it it seems to be pretty fitting in uh to 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 what i'm uh aware of what i remember okay yeah i just wanted to make sure because it's just it's it's probably just the way that i ended up seeing it when i was younger mm-hmm. i probably just jumped in the middle and then had to go back and and mm-hmm. and, and, and then because i was young i didn't realize that later parts that i was watching were actually what originally came out before what i had first saw mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah and you know, even if it doesn't match the manga, but does a good job in telling a really good story, then then ultimately, you know, who cares? I mean, yeah, if it, it, and it's, it's true that like probably today the general audience wants to have an origin story before they just get right into it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Plus, I I feel like when I was younger, she was always Battle Angel Alita, not yeah. Alita the Battle Angel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 kind of using you know Japanese phonetics versus American phonetics. It's just oh okay. 
you know and and here's the thing in in uh japan it wasn't even known as battle angel alita to begin with it was just brought over uh and renamed that by i think it was viz or manga or uh, i can't remember which which one of but it was it was uh known as gunham yeah gunham right yeah yeah well, and they went a lot longer in the manga over there, right? For Gunham, like, well, at least a lot more detail in the manga, right? Because they had a manga and an anime, right? Well, it went it went like five years or so uh, for manga, and there were like two OVAs that they did, if I remember right. But uh, now we're digging back into <laughs> we're digging back into. Uh, uh, like a a past life for me. I, I, <laughs> like I, I I anime and manga are just not even generally like in my in my purview anymore. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they, me too. I mean, I don't. I couldn't tell you any of the current stuff that's out now. I just have no idea. <laughs> oh no! And, and Especially now that like, I'm not working at a bookstore, I don't see it all the time. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I generally have a memory like a goldfish, you know. So, so it uh, this stuff sort of slips uh, through my fingers sometimes. Although I, I do want to jump in real quick and say that uh, if that wrestling fig had uh, like camo pants and brown boots and so on and so forth, that was not hacksaw Jim Duggan, my friend. That was Sergeant Slaughter. No, it wasn't Sergeant. Sla- well, no, it wasn't Sergeant Slaughter because it had Jim Duggan's face. I'll have to look it up later. I know because I know. I'll have to look it up later, and I'll, I'll, I'll uh, send you the link if I find it. Yeah, because yeah, I even Jim sold Duggan. them on eBay as hacksaw. And when I looked up hacksaw figures from that whatever year it was, he came right up, so I knew exactly who it was and what company hmm. and everything. And I put them on auction, and so nobody who was bidding for him argued with the fact I, that it was hacksaw. <laughs> I have I just do not ever remember hacksaw Jim Duggan wearing. The outfit that you're describing, but that is definitely what Sergeant Slaughter wore. Um, and because Jim Duggan always uh, wore blue trunks, kind of high waisted with boots, uh, and carried a two by four. Yeah, he had a two by four accessory that went in his hand. Yeah, that's, that that's is another reason thing. why I knew it was Jim Duggan. Yeah. Wow, that's really, really strange. Maybe yeah. it was for a chunk of time that I wasn't watching wrestling, but. And I do not remember him coming out in in military gear. It was a like a tank top t shirt, but I see what you're saying because yeah, I was like, wait a minute, Sergeant Slaughter did have a lot of that outfit. He had the, except he always wore didn't he always wear glasses in the in the hat though, or did he take them off? Oh when yeah, he but he took them off when he wrestled. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he didn't wrestle in that. Um, like yeah, that's always been Sergeant Slaughter's outfit. Is is the tank top with the camo pants and the boots and yes uh, yeah yeah I mean, when i'm I, sitting here mentally trying to picture everything in my head like i'm like looking at the ceiling going uh. like i like and then i mean i've been watching wrestling since i was like eight <laughs> and then i cannot think of hacksaw jim duggan wearing you, an outfit like that funny, I you want a funny thing in junior high I did an oral report on WWF wrestling. Yes, all the girls looked at me funny. The guys are like, yeah! 
I know. I was like, they're like, you like wrestling? I'm all, yeah. You know, I, you know, I just remembered that's, I remember I made a big old poster board with all the characters, with their names, what their real names was, what their signature move was. Uh, I don't even know why I did it. I can't remember what it was for, but I did it. Like, like elementary school time or? No, middle school. Middle school. Yeah. Hmm? Cool. Yeah, I'll have to look it up, Robin. I'll send you. And if it if it is, then it's just that if it was Sergeant Slaughter, then just that nobody um, nobody questioned it, and they just went, "Okay, we're getting this guy for even though it says Sergeant Slaughter." <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But um. But uh, yeah, I actually just dropped a picture of both of them together posing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But anyways, we'll. Um, oh, I won't be, I, I don't want to. I don't want to spend all this time looking on something on there. I want to. Oh, but uh, when I find it, I'll send it, and maybe it is slaughter, and just nobody bothered to change the. Uh, <laughs> they let the auction go as hacksaw, and nobody bothered. And it was the wrong accessory, so nobody yeah, bothered yeah. to. Nobody bothered to say anything, you know. You know and that's hilarious. Like, oh, we know who it is. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're still going to bid. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, in other news, the Star Wars Solo, the last... Or wait, it's called Solo, A Star Wars Story. That trailer dropped during the Super Bowl. And uh, I highly recommend going and checking it out, Rob. It's fantastic. Cool. They, yeah, um, I'll give it a go. You know, they show, I think they show Han Solo at two different ages. Did you get that impression, Christina? Yes. Yeah. And then uh, the stuff with the Imperials was pretty cool, like their enlistment thing with the Academy. I thought that was a really neat scenes. And then the, uh, I liked the, the Star Destroyer. Now, I'm going to assume, we don't know for sure, but I we know that Kessel is going to be in it because we saw the action figures that showed, like, Kessel guards. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you know that the famous Kessel run, at least Kessel, the place, the spice mines of Kessel will be in the film. If he doesn't do the Kessel run itself, it'll um, they'll at least have that location so we kind of know what they're talking about finally seeing it on screen. But um, in the in the lore, the reason the Kessel run is so difficult to do and why Han Solo's uh, trick of hyperspace being able to do it in 12 parsecs instead of a long, taking a longer journey. Um, you know, it's because of this thing that's there, that's near the spice mines called the Maw, which is like this swirling mass of gravity wells caused by these black holes and various other things that are in that area, giant neutron stars or something. And in the trailer, you see a star destroyer sort of, what I think is going through the maw, you know, that swirling clouds of whatever. And it lets out these like TIE fighters and there's like a new, you get to see a new TIE fighter ship. And that's pretty cool. I thought that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Of course, I was like, of course they're doing another new TIE fighter. Like every star Wars movie now has to have a new design of TIE fighter <laughs> and a new trooper. There's also, if you look at the action figures that they've shown online, there's also a new stormtrooper style 
I, I forget what they called him though, but he was like it's some kind of like light armor trooper similar to a biker scout in a sense. So I was like, of course, there's another new trooper. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they gotta have uh, something for the people who need a army build. Yeah, yeah, more toys. Yes. Mm-hmm. But uh, overall, I mean, I like Lando. He looks cool, and Chewbacca was in it, and you know, you see, uh, I mean- you see K- Kira. Her her name is Kira. I think it's Q I R A. So I, I'm guessing we're supposed to say Kira. Q I R A. So yeah, I'm gonna say it's Kira for now. And uh, I think you get a glimpse of her. But that's about it. I mean, the trailer was pretty quick. Yeah, it's a very fast one. I can't wait to see more. It comes out May 25th. Yeah, and supposedly on Monday. So when this, when you you guys that are listening to this now as it airs, because we record on Sunday night and put it out up on Monday, um, you'll probably be able to go online and look at the full two-minute trailer because I think they were saying that uh, we just got this 30 seconds or whatever during the Super Bowl and then the full two-minute trailer will be up on Monday. Hmm. So, yeah, we'll get to see more stuff tomorrow. Right on. Or for those of you listening now, it'll be now. You get to see more stuff now. <laughs> That's so exciting. Can't I mean, the it's music. Really coming out. Jeez. I know. We just had... Last day, I know this. It's going to be exciting. It's like there's not a big lull between Star Wars until episode nine. Yeah. Well, I mean, is there anything... Is that one coming out in December of 2019? I think so. Yes. So then we'll have to wait a year and a half before we have any other Star Wars. Okay. Yes. So didn't they move up... Solo then, because because the original schedule was a movie every December was what I thought they were shooting for. Yeah, at some point they did, but I think it was really early on. I don't know why they decided to do that. I I really don't, you know. But okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. But in this case, I'm I'm I am a little bit worried. I got to tell you, because I'm worried about all these movies. Okay, because the first weekend in May we get. Avengers Infinity War part one mm-hmm. and then I think that has two weeks at the box office and then we get Deadpool part two and that mm-hmm. has one week at the box office and then we get Solo a Star Wars story which has mm-hmm. two weeks at the box office and then we get Jurassic World part two now all four of those movies is something that I would personally go see okay and I am mm-hmm. going to go see all four because I have Movie Pass. But if I did not have Movie Pass and I had to pay ten to fifteen dollars on average per film, I, re- I realistically would probably be picking only two of those four, even though I would be dying to see all four. But mm-hmm. because they put them out so close to each other, in a normal circumstance, if I didn't have Movie Pass, I would have to choose. Man, you and need been, to go earlier in the morning, my friend. <laughs> and I've been talking to a lot of people online. We had a big discussion with like 12 or 14 of us on Twitter today. And it's mixed things. Like a couple guys are like, I don't care how close movies are. I'm going to see all of them. And then there were other people who were like, well, I've got a family of four. And normally in a given year, if they had spaced them out one per month, 
They were like, I would have taken my family of four once per month to the movies to see each of those. But because they're coming out so close, I'm splurging and I'm, I'm kicking the one movie per month rule out the window and we're going to pick two of them. And they were thinking Deadpool and Star Wars. So I'm like, does this mean that Disney is going to suffer their own film by making it so if people do want to see Star Wars, they're not going to see Avengers? Because that's what some of these people online are saying. Oh. You know? They're like, well, I would have went and seen Avengers, but because it's so close to Star Wars, we're picking Star Wars over Avengers, and my kids want to see Deadpool too because we all really enjoyed that one, and we've already seen enough Avengers films so we can let this one go because they feel like they're forced to choose because they're mm -hmm. so close together. So I'm like, how is that going to affect it? Like, are we going to see an Avengers film with the lowest box office that we've ever seen? I or highly doubt it. Is it not going to make any difference? And if people want to go, they're going to go. Like some of the other guys on Twitter were saying, they're like, I don't care yep. what happens. I'm going regardless, you know, or, you know, or, or are we going to see like Deadpool taper? I mean, I can't imagine people would skip Deadpool there. That just doesn't seem possible. And then, Solo, I could see some people skipping. Because if they're not a diehard Star Wars fan, I almost wonder why a regular family would go. But I'm not getting that from Twitter. People seem to be like, oh, no, we're going. It's Han Solo, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> Right? So, you know. I don't think it's going to have that much effect. You know, I, 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 know that, I know that there's a lot of movies kind of glutting up together. But I think that the folks who are serious about seeing these are going to see them, you know, no matter well, what. Yeah, no, but I'm also We're trying to think. A bit happy. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of like the general public. You know what I mean? Like, you know, my mom wants to see all four movies, but she's going to pick two because she's like, I can't go to that many. You know, I can't afford it, so I'm just going to pick two, which mm -hmm. means she'll probably go to Star Wars with me and my brother, and then. But she's probably going to lean more towards Jurassic World. I think, mm -hmm. you know. I think she if you have the would. opportunity, I mean, folks, folks, you know, can can figure out ways to do this less expensively too. You know, like like uh, I go to er, like early morning shows, which you know around here is like you know ten thirty in the morning, yeah, you yeah. know eleven in the morning. Um, I do prefer those and myself, <laughs> I, and I pay like six bucks a show. Yeah, you know, uh, even in the greater Seattle area, yeah, and that, that, that's that's a. a pretty solid deal there there's a lot of places where you well, can I, get uh um or where you can um you know have like a discount day yeah and or, well, Derek, or if it really comes down to it a second run theaters if, if you if you can't see it immediately there's second run theaters as well but you know you pay three bucks to see a, uh, a movie that's been out for a while yeah but i mean i remember that like even after the first the opening weekend they had like $5 Sunday mornings at like uh, 11 a.m., I think. Or maybe it might even been like 10 a.m. at the Factoria Theater there in Seattle. And Derek mm -hmm. Daryl and I would go to that a lot. Mm -hmm. We would skip like Friday and Saturday and then just go. I think it was the very first showing on Sunday morning. So it was usually mm -hmm. like 10 a.m. or something. Yeah, and I do the first showing on Friday. Uh, Rach and I both have the day off so we can you know catch movies that we want to see. That's good, yeah but um but yeah it was just because i keep thinking back to like how people thought spider-man didn't do as well as it could have and i remember that was just sandwiched between all these other big films and i was like well 
if people could only afford to see one, they've got to choose one out of these three films. And everyone wants to see all three of them, you know? So I was like thinking, you know, and that was an after the fact thought. I was like, man, why did Spider-Man Homecoming not make as much money? You know, it was like it had a Spider-Man Homecoming made almost a billion dollars. It had a fantastic Uh, opening weekend, but then the second week it went way down. And I remember everyone going, why did it go way down the second week? It it made more money than Ragnarok, Justice League and Wonder Woman. It made eight hundred and eighty million dollars. But didn't they? I I swear, and I think we talked about it on the podcast. Even they were like the first weekend, it made like a hundred or one hundred and fifty million, and the second weekend, it was like down to like thirty million. And everybody was like, "Why is it so low the second weekend?" And I and oh. then when we looked it up, we were like, "Oh, it's because this movie came out." But I can't remember what movie it was. And I was like, "And everybody on Earth wanted to see that movie as well." You know, and we and then we realized it was sandwiched between like there was one that came out the week before that was another movie that everyone on the planet wanted to go see. So we well, were like, "What the hell?" <laughs> they put well, it too close to each other. It clearly did not hurt its bottom line because it was the top selling, top grossing superhero movie of 2017. Yeah, like, like it it literally beat out. Uh, hell, Wonder Woman was was like everybody was going you know nuts over, it, and it's an amazing movie deserves to you know, be gone nuts over, but it made $60 million less than Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. Huh. You know, so, so, uh, a lot of that, uh, you know, like, Oh, uh, Oh, it's pushed up against this movie or that. It really doesn't make a damn bit of difference in the end. In the long run. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll just have to see. Cause you know, like there was a lot of people today talking, I mean, speaking of box office stuff, they were talking on Twitter about how they were like, well, we don't know if um, how much longer Star Wars is going to go. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And me and this couple other guys were like that, too. We were like, no, it's going to go forever. What are you talking about? And they were like, well, The Last Jedi didn't do as much. It, it fell $700 million short of Disney's plan or what they were hoping for. And one of the guys was like, it made $1.3 billion. They were like, how could Disney be upset with $1.3 billion? <laughs> like, yep. And they were like, what were they expecting it to make? $2 billion? I mean, that's ridiculous. Force Awakens did. Force <laughs> um, Awakens made $2 billion. Yeah, but they were like, it's, it's, it's just a little bit ridiculous at this point in the game to say $1.3 billion isn't enough. When it comes out on mm-hmm. Blu-ray DVD, it's going to crack $2 billion, you know? And... So it's like they haven't even got the the sales of the hard copies or the downloads yet. You know what I mean? So well, what, and it's <laughs> two billion just in the box office for Force Awakens, not taking into account you know the after movies. sales. Yeah. yeah, that's that's not taking that into account. <laughs> um, so so I'm not saying that that Last Jedi did poorly. I mean, one point three billion is freaking awesome. But when you compare that against how Force Awakens did. But it's, I wouldn't. I, I can't imagine Disney considers considers it a failure so much so no, that they were they're not going to make another Star Wars movie after no, no, after no. Part Nine. I mean, that's it, what they were won't. talking about. They were like, Part Nine is going to come out, and then Star Wars is done because Disney isn't happy with the results. And I'm like, what are you kidding me? And the other guys are like, no, they don't, as long as it makes a billion, they don't care. <laughs> yeah, it's just here's the thing, though. You know, they, they are going to build their their projections based on trending of of the earlier films with last uh with uh um force awakens being kind of their first foray into that uh it it definitely set a hugely high bar 
uh, for the expectations for further movies down the line. Uh, so, so in Disney's eyes, the last Jedi pulling in $700 million less than the first movie, they probably would consider that a pretty heavy downward trend and be unhappy with it. Um, is that uh, to say that it was, you know, God awful? No, no, it wasn't. But, but in terms of what Disney's expectations were, it wasn't so great. Now it did better than rogue one, which pulled in roughly a billion. Yeah. You know, so, so, and I, you know, it's make, I can't imagine solo pulling it. At least I couldn't before, but now Mm -hmm. after talking to people like who are like, you know, what I'd say like aren't direhide star Wars fans or just family or people like my mom, you know, who, you know, they're not fans of the franchise. They just go see the movies. Um, Mm -hmm. They, uh, like, I would have thought they would have skipped Solo. Like, you know, but no, they're just like, no, it's a Star Wars movie. I'm going to go. So previously I was like, previously I was kind of like, well, it probably will make five to 700 million. But now I'm thinking, well, maybe it will go over a billion dollars just because the same people who saw Rogue One will go see this, you know? It better make a billion dollars at least because Rogue One was strictly on name recognition with, uh, you know, a little bit of, Hey, you know, Darth Vader's in here. Shit. That's cool. Um, whereas solo is an established character an established name property that people know, love, uh, you know, have been, uh, brought up with, yeah. uh, you know, for, for at this point, what, three generations, yeah, <laughs> Practically. yeah. Uh, so, so of course, solo is going to have a draw because, you know that name. I mean, Han Solo is like an archetype at this point for what the space rogue is so is supposed to be. Yeah, of you know. Course. I mean, he is is that foundation. He is, you know, the guy that they friggin' base Peter Quill off of. You know, uh, in in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Uh, well, the, you know, and, and Lone Star. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, so so. I, I think that uh, that betting against Solo or, or thinking that it's not going to perform as well just because it's an intermediary movie, I think, is... is um, I, I don't think it's going to go that way. I, I think that just based on the fact that it's a friggin' Han Solo movie, it's going to, to do really solidly. I, I think it's going to go past Rogue One. Personally. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. Uh, like now, now I'm totally on board with you. I'm thinking the same thing because, just based on what I saw earlier today with the discussion we had, it surprised me. I was like, "Wow, a lot more people are interested in this than I thought." <laughs> uh, the the big question is: Is it going to beat out the Last Jedi? I know that would be amazing, right? That would be a big one. Because mm-hmm. that's another thing that shocked me. There was there was one guy in the group that absolutely hated the Last Jedi, and he only went to see it once. And then, mm-hmm. but the, 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 the other 14 of us that were talking in this group today on Twitter, um, only one guy had seen it less than six times besides the <laughs> one who hated it. Oh, Everybody wow. else was like 10 or higher. It was like crazy. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, I can only afford to see these once. <laughs> well, a lot of us do have movie pass, so we were able to go as many times as we wanted, you know, <laughs> but are you sure that uh, they're not sponsoring uh, you at this point? <laughs> <laughs> I wish they, they were. Should. Yeah, they really should. 
you better you better uh, you know link him in uh, on on this when uh, when you do the announcement on Twitter. Yeah, that's <laughs> like right. The, the wonders like, of Movie Pass. I should just I should just I should just write them anyways and be like, you know, we probably bring up Movie Pass about every episode. You should just sponsor us anyways. <laughs> yeah, yes. seriously. Yeah. <laughs> this brought to you by Cool Ranch Doritos. Hey, maybe, maybe we could maybe we could talk them into giving us a a discount code and everybody who signs up. You know what I mean? If they listen to it and they sign up that way, we can. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Sorry, it's nacho cheese or nothing. Sorry, Cool Cool Ranch is the the inferior Dorito. Uh, I agree. Taco, taco is awesome. I like nacho. I, also, nacho is good. Yeah. I liked it as a kid. I I was a nacho Dorito fan. I was a big nacho Dorito fan. Mm, oh, your, it's so good. Your fingers and your mouth would just turn orange. Yes. I think I, I put them in my sandwich. Sorry, what was that, Rob? I said I, I polished off a half a bag last night. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> chips. No. Um. So, what do you think about all this, Christina? You haven't really piped up while Rob and I were discussing. Well, no, I mean, my head was going, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh, uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> no. no, I mean, I agree. I. I'm I'm just thinking about the movies and I'm I'm one of those pick and choosers, you know, so because I know more about Deadpool, more about Star Wars, you'll probably see me go to those two first. Do you know what I mean? Um, as far as the rest of the movies, like I've either missed a few, not seen one, or you know what I mean? It doesn't mean that I wouldn't go. Yeah. But like see, if I'm gonna be And I'm to- one of those you need to huh. live closer to me, and then you'll go see them all. <laughs> there you go. And I'm I'm one of the I'm also one of those people that like I have to really, 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 really want to see the movie to go to it in the theater, or you know, have a friend like John and just have movie pass and go just because. Um, but you know, like I've always been that person. There would be groups of people that go, "Let's go hang out." I'm a, I and when I think hang out, I think you know sit and play games, go to a restaurant, you know, be able to talk. You sit and hang out. No, let's go to a movie. I'm like, and we're supposed to talk how? <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not cool to do in a movie theater. So we're hanging out how? You know, like, it was so funny. Cause, and then people would spring it on me. We're going to the movies. I'm all, I came over here to hang out. Yeah, but we're going <laughs> to the movies. I'm like, well, fine. I'm going home. Bye. They're like, what? I'm like, yeah, you said hang out. I'm not hanging out. <laughs> they, they go, man, we pissed you off. I'm all, pretty much. You didn't tell me what we were doing. You said hang out. <laughs> you didn't say go to the movies. Yeah. Well, maybe they I'm might okay. go, maybe they might like, go see a movie that afterwards hang out. <laughs> no, they were going to go home afterwards. I was like, what kind of term of hang out are you? No, I was, I was, I was that girl in college. Like, what? Yeah. But yeah, no, I'm, I will probably more than likely definitely see Deadpool and then go the next week to, um, if I could find someone to go to Deadpool with me, I'm kind of, I kind of think his humor's awesome. Um, and other people might not. My best friend lives in Las Vegas. She would, uh, go with me. She saw the first one with me. We, we, we were sitting there just dying, laughing at the first one. We're like, I can't believe that just happened. You know? So. My mom even laughed at it, but she kind of thought it was gross. But she laughed. <laughs> I have a Deadpool shirt that doesn't get much wear except on the weekends. 
<laughs> you know, you don't want to put that around a younger crowd. <laughs> so, hey, well, speaking speaking of board games, though, today I picked up the Rick and Morty Anatomy Park, the game. Oh. So do you remember yeah. the Rick and Morty episode where they where they make they turned a homeless guy his insides into an amusement park? Yes. I've only seen two episodes of Rick and Morty. Oh. You need to get on that. Yeah, you do. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. But I mean, it was funny. Like it. Just do it. Yeah, this is this is the board game, the the the, the game where you you basically build the amusement park with all of his insides, and uh, while well, you're in, and then you're in, you play them, you go around with your Rick and Morty tokens. Like you can be you can be Rick or Morty or. Morty's girlfriend, well, not really girlfriend, but the girl he liked. You remember her? And uh, you could be the professor guy who's like the amoeba dude looking guy. Oh, cool. And uh, you just move, you you lay down different tiles as you build the amusement park with all these different rides and concession stands and things like that. And then you can move your tokens around. And you got to watch out because sometimes a disease will come and there's little like monster disease tokens that can come get you and you got to battle them and. Yeah, it's it looks cool, but you know, um, um, nothing beats that game that you had where we had to make up words. Was that unspeakable words? Yeah, I think so. With the little alien guy, the little Cthulhu's, right? Yes, that was hilarious. You you go insane in that game. <laughs> Rob missed it. It was hilarious. I think I was laughing so hard because, I don't know, you had to come up with words. And then when you go insane, you could just make up any word you want just because you're insane. That was yeah. awesome. <laughs> in the beginning, yep. Rob, in the beginning, Rob, you, you, everybody starts out with a bunch of Cthulhu guys, little Cthulhu. Mm-hmm. There's like miniatures that they have of this big slimy Cthulhu guy with tentacles and wings. And uh, you get a whole bunch, you get a bunch of them in your pool. And uh, you are sort of like, what is what were they the um oh his priests right weren't weren't they were they just priests I don't or remember cultists cultists it's, yeah it's almost been a year since I played it <laughs> so so you like if you're one of his cultists you got to like try to conjure and keep all your Cthulhu's so that you can send them out to like destroy the worlds and everything and uh, but you do this by making up words and the words have to be regular in, in this case, we were playing English. So you have to be every regular English words that you make up with these cards that you have in your hand. Mm-hmm. And each, each, each letter is worth a different number of points. And I forget what went wrong, but if something goes wrong, one of your Cthulhu's doesn't <laughs> stay under your control and he just goes off on a rampage, you lose them. And if you end up losing too many of your Cthulhu guys, you eventually just go insane and once you've gone insane then you, english is thrown out the window and you could make up any word you want so it could be like tlj f 6 bq that's the word and then <laughs> but you had to use it in a sentence and make up a meaning for it because you're insane and then you got points for that if you successfully did that and made everybody laugh and That's then cute. if the last thing that could happen went wrong and you lost that last Cthulhu and you went completely nuts, you forgot even how to play the game and you just lost. <laughs> <laughs> so it was kind of fun as everybody went more and more insane. And uh, and then there's finally the one, there's eventually one cultist left and you're the winner if you're the last one <laughs> left. 
and you nice. take over the known universe with all your Cthulhu guys. <laughs> what was the actual name of the game? Unspeakable words. I swear, I've I I think we either we've talked about it before or well, it came up we in had, another conversation. In an earlier episode of the podcast, we had Mike Selinker on, and Mike Selinker and James Ernst are both pretty famous, pretty big game designers, and uh, they live in Seattle and stuff. And they uh, their games sell at Uncle's Games and all the other big major game stores. You can even find them at Toys R Us and stuff like that. They sure, made. Sure. Not just games related to Cthulhu, but tons of different games, you know. And uh, he was on our podcast, so you could have been on that episode and heard him talking yeah. about this particular game. Yeah, that was probably it. Yeah, between between that game and Exploding Kittens, I think like I cry laughed like half the night because that was just so funny. I need did, to play did, that. Did we play um, Cards Against Humanity that night? No, we just no, played we okay. um, Exploding Kittens and uh, your game, and then. We put together Lego people. Oh, that's right. We did all the Lego Batman guys. And I did bring, I found them. I did bring my people that I built home. I was going through my BB-8 backpack. I'm all, hey, my Lego people. I guess I did bring them. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I left them behind for you to pack on accident. And I was like, hey, my Lego people. Well, I'm glad because I still have about 30 of those just sitting in a bag. (laughs) I was going to put them up on eBay now. I'm like, well, I might as well get rid of these. I don't need them all. You should. Yeah. Because I think by it's now. random. Yeah. Yeah. People are missing one from a collection and they might find one of those. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, um, no. Have you. Okay. So I brought where I remember I brought werewolf with me. Um, uh, Ultimate werewolf. I brought that with me. They. I was looking for something in similar to that in the store. There's exploding kittens, and then there's something about a bear. And the box is fuzzy. <laughs> is, like he, is that the one with wears underwear or not? I, I, I don't re- Gosh darn. I don't remember. I was sitting here trying to look it up. I don't remember the name. But I was laughing so hard when I saw the picture. I was like, what now? <laughs> Some of the games they come up with, you're just like, What? But I, I don't know. That werewolf game, I love that game. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard of it, Rob. I don't, I don't think I have. But oh, there, Okay, so there's two yeah, types. There's one called One Night uh, Werewolf Game, and you can b- just do like a couple people, like between three and five to six. And the app is the moderator. You can get an app, and it moderates for you on your phone. Or... You play one uh, Ultimate Werewolf, and that can go up to, like, 20, 30, 40 people, and it's all these cards, and it's just about these wolves that ravage the town, but there's also villagers, and it requires people to close their eyes. The moderator talks, and you pick out um, people's roles to pick out. Like, there could be a person that's the seer, and the seer is allowed to ask the moderator by pointing to someone. It's all done in quiet who someone is, the moderator signals to them if they're a villager, a werewolf, whatever. So, you know, but the whole thing is when everybody's awake, a murder's happened, someone's died, the people who are left in the game get to vote who they think is the wolf. And if they pick the wrong person, (laughs) then they've eliminated a villager. But so the, the whole point of the game is to either get rid of the wolves 
you know, and not get rid of the villagers or have the wolves kill off the villagers. It's it's a pretty fun game. Each person has, if unless you're just a standard villager, each role has like something funny. Like there's a doppelganger, and they pick someone at the beginning of the game. So if that person dies, the doppelganger person becomes that person. So like if it was a wolf and they got voted out, then then the doppelganger takes on the role of the wolf, and so another wolf is back. So there's like so many aspects to the game. It's fun. It's fun when there's a lot of people. When there's just like random eight people, it goes super fast. Huh. Interesting. But you hey. can play it for like an hour or two. Whoa. <laughs> I like quick games. <laughs> yeah. So I think I might have found your bear game. Is it bears versus babies? Yes. It's like a fuzzy, furry bear box. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I was laughing. I was standing in Target going, what the heck? <laughs> yeah, that, that's actually where I found it. When I did a search on Google, the Target the Target store came up, and it was like bears versus babies. And when I saw the box, I was like, that's got to be what she's talking about. <laughs> yeah, because I was looking, because there's a regular version of Exploding Kittens, and then there's the, uh, I don't know what, what they call it. SFW? Yeah, something of Exploding Not Kittens. Not safe for work, yeah. And then, um, <laughs> and then there's the... Uh, then there was the bears versus babies. I was just standing there going, wow, okay, some someone was bored, and this is probably hilarious. <laughs> oh, it's made by the same guy as Exploding Kittens. Oh, yeah, they yeah. are. Yeah, look at that. Mm-hmm. Bears versus babies. Not safe for work. I like that one. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, it's getting to be about an hour. We've chatted. Um, yes. Thanks a lot Indeed. for coming on and joining me. Yeah. Good to be here. All the time. <laughs> so now we've got lots of board games, lots of movies, lots of action figures to look up, and things to play, things to go see. So cool. I'm yeah, still standing. If- I'm still standing by the, that being Sergeant Slaughter. <laughs> right. I might not look it up tonight. I might be going to bed pretty soon, but um, I'll tomorrow. I'll definitely do some searching and. Uh, I'll let you know what I find, but um, All right. <laughs> I, I bet. Yeah, you, you're gonna have to show us the picture. I bet you you're uh, you're probably 100 percent right, and <laughs> nobody on Twitter or on eBay when I auctioned him off bothered to even question it, and they just yeah. went, "Well, we know what we're getting. This guy might not know, but we know what we're getting." <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> and who knows? Maybe they got a deal for it because it was mislabeled. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Uh, who who so, knows? Yeah, which is okay, because if I find it for cheap, I like it when things go for cheap. I don't need to make a million dollars off something if I got it for a dollar, you know? Yeah, yeah. And who knows? And maybe uh, maybe somebody stuck a, a Jim Duggan head on Sergeant Slaughter's body. <laughs> who knows? Because I swear he had that beard. I swear he had that same facial hair and everything. So I was like, that's kind of why I thought when I picked him up at the thrift store, I was like, isn't this Hacksaw? You know, because of the face. I was like, that... They had different faces, you know. <laughs> yeah, because all the all the Sergeant Slaughter figs that I can think of, except for a few a little later, all had the hat and the sunglasses and yeah, that and, giant and, ridiculous chin. And he didn't have a beard, right? No, no, yeah, no, so, no. So maybe but someone then, did swap the head. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe you. Bet you. What? I'll bet you that's what happened. <laughs> the, the body from neck down is all Sergeant Slaughter. That could be, yeah. They got they got a hacksaw slugger. Oh god. 
Uh, I remember those guys, him and his wood board. That's just ridiculous. He would come running in, swinging it around. I'm like, yeah, that guy's a joke. It was Sorry. just a straight up two by four, wasn't it? That guy was yes. a that guy, that guy, you know, as, as kind of dumb as his, as his character was. Cause I mean, he, he didn't really talk in words so much as like, you mm-hmm. know, uh, he, he said ho a lot. Like, like <laughs> ho. Yeah. Um, like a lion and, 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 and that was about most of it. I mean, he, he wasn't the, the, the greatest, uh, mic worker necessarily, but, but, uh, you know, the dude was a, a staple for, for decades and, and was, a, a a really solid worker for, for a really long time, you know? So, right. so yeah, uh, so it, a lot of guys, you know, don't last more than five years in this business. So, you know, a, a veteran who can last for, for decades doing what he does is, is, is you know, uh, impressive. Yeah. Well, anyone in any field that lasts for a long time is pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially in a field, though, that, that, that like, practically goes out of its way to kill its uh, uh, the people involved, you know, between CTE and, and just gross injuries and... and uh, you know, opiate use and addiction, so on and so forth. It is a business that 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 you know churns uh, like like grinds people up and spits them out. Yeah. Hey, and Sometimes I have an idea. Yeah. I have an idea for any network person listening. As we wind down, they should do a then and now if they're still alive. Wrestle guys. And have them be like old, 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 and like slow mo wrestling. I'm gonna get you. <laughs> it's a very bad idea, but it would go on like Comedy Central. There you go. Oh hell, just tune in the WWE Network, and uh, <laughs> there, there, there are enough. Like there's enough original content there that that uh, honestly goes back and talks with the old guys that has. You know, like reality shows with some of the old dudes. And I want to see them stories. wrestle in their old. Like, if I hit you, I will break my hip. No. You know, uh, Terry Funk, who is one of the old uh, masters, at the age of I think sixty, sixty-two, he was still wrestling and you know still putting on a, a solid show in the ring wow. with no cart with no cartilage in his knees. Oh. Jeez. All right. So 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 think about that for a minute you know i mean yeah it's it's it, 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 it's uh easy to think of these guys as as you know goofy or jokey or whatever but but these guys are are literally sacrificing their bodies for for our entertainment, entertainment yeah it's hard and, and there are these gentlemen who are wrestling well into their 60s you know folks who who you know spent their entire life you know trying to get uh you know over who are now stuck, you know, in the bloody indie circuit, you know, trying to get 50 or a hundred bucks a night, you know? I mean, so, so these, these, there are guys who are, who are wrestling right now. And I I promise you that they're definitely taking it seriously. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. that's true. So a couple shows I want to bring up to look at real quick before we end, check out Godzilla on Netflix, the the animated series. Okay. And uh, there's part one is up now. We got to wait for part two. 
And I just got into Altered Carbon, which uh, so far is pretty good. We will have to check that out. And, yeah, uh, I saw I saw the thing on it on. I got on this Netflix thing when I looked at Netflix and went, "Wow, there's so many new shows!" But do I want to watch those? So yeah. I will have to check those out now that you've you've pre-tested them. Well, yeah. Altered Carbon is Netflix's first like ultra budget original series. So so if if there's one that you want to uh you're going to want to check out it's probably that one. Yeah. And Godzilla is a different story than what anyone is used to, but it's a pretty interesting animated series. So that one is also one it's not the typical Godzilla stuff. So it's a different take completely. But um mm-hmm. it's still it's still Godzilla. And I'm looking forward to seeing <laughs> the second part and where they go with it because I want to see more monsters, and I want to see Godzilla fighting monsters. And so, it's always good to watch giant monsters attack giant monsters. You know. Mm-hmm. True. Always. Hey, that's why I'm so excited to see the new Pacific Rim. Yep, <laughs> yep, yep. And Charlie's in it, so <laughs> it's always good to see Charlie. And uh, well, and of and of course, uh, 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 John Boyega. Yes. Yeah. Like the lead. <laughs> love love watching John Boyega. That's always great. I always like seeing what voice he's going to use. Because <laughs> he's got so many. He can. He's good. He can pull off a lot of different accents. But his, oh, yeah. his I, you know, his his native accent is really good. Yeah, just go watch Attack the Block. Yes, I love Attack the Block. Yeah. Yeah. I love those monsters in that one, the alien guys. It's so cool. <laughs> They're so oh, different, you know movie. what I mean? They're so different in that, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Attack the Block. I'm going to have to go watch that again. It's been a long time. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I own it. I've had it for years. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. the first thing I found them in. And then all of a sudden it was like right after I discovered that movie – it was like they mentioned him, and I was like, wait a minute, isn't that the guy from Attack the Block? Like, <laughs> it was so weird. All right, guys. Have a good night. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, All right, Christina. you too. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, thanks. Have a good one. Yep. May the Force be with you, always. And also with you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, have a good night, guys. Bye. Right. Autobots, roll out! Oh, hey, you've been listening to the Super Awesome Geek Show podcast. Find us on Twitter at Awesome Geek Show. And as always, thanks a lot for tagging along. Live long and prosper. May the force be with you. And we'll see you next time on the Super Awesome Geek Show. Yo, Joe!